And so given the fact that apparently DMX has passed away, um, today is going to be a mix of uh, good and bad, rebirth, refresh, and strength. And TX Patriot 69 says they he went brain dead right away. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I had seen too, that he his he didn't really have any brain activity whatsoever. Um, I don't know if they finally pulled the plug or if he totally and completely succumbed. Um, I will know, I will say that I've known people who have been in that state before and, uh, they usually don't come out of that for as much as I would love there to be some Hollywood ending where they miraculously come out of it and everything else. Let's be honest. It usually doesn't. Um, that's bad news. <laughs> it's bad news. It, it's really, really sad. So, let's do this. NH Girlfriend, good evening, loves prayers, hugs, XOXO. Same to you, NH Girl, Krista. Let's pour one in here for Darkman X. Cheers to you, man. Won't forget your name. <clears throat> so, Sproing, the title of the nightcap is Sproing, which is a funny thing usually when you startle a cat and they're like standing there and you startle them and they just like Sproing, and they just like, it's like their spring, their legs are like spring loaded and they just go like Sproing, and they like bounce around. That's one of my favorite things and it makes me laugh every time. But also, a little bit of a play and a joke on spring. Um, Ellie, Michigan Smoking Blondie, good to see you. Hello. And yeah, King Dinosaur, good to see you. Texas pa TX Patriot 69, everybody, good to see you all here tonight. So, talking about coming and going, um, I have a very good friend of mine who you may be slightly familiar with. Kurgan79 is going to be in my neck of the woods this weekend. He's uh, provided us with some fantastic music. Uh, we heard that at the beginning of today's Nightcap. Uh, I usually have been playing that now as sort of the standard intro theme to this particular show. I can't thank him enough for that. man is extremely talented, very smart. He's been one of my best friends uh, since shit, I don't know, 7th grade or something like that. He's going to be in town. Uh, apparently, he's got uh, some family members that are not doing so great. So he wants to make sure that he's here to see them. Um, but, even though that is very sad, there is a refreshed part of me that's happy to be able to see him. Because I don't really see him very often. So we'll see if perhaps he wants to, um, even if it's not a live stream, record... Uh, sort of a little podcast blurb. Maybe he can talk about what he does and what he goes through when he creates this music. Because, I mean, I, I don't have music ability in that regard, so I'm always fascinated to know sort of what and how <coughs> uh, people go through making stuff like that. And so maybe King Dinosaur, that might be something that, you're, uh, uh, that you find uh, quite interesting yourself. So, uh, people coming, people going. And isn't that the way of things? Uh, spring, fall, you know, all the seasons, I feel like other than maybe summer, uh, you know, there's a little bit of the shrug off the crust of the winter and get into spring. 
And then in fall, of course, it's time to take a little bit of rest. Then sometimes winter and its peace can be a little bit of some transcendence, transition, and death, unfortunately. And uh, year in, year out, seasons come and go. That's kind of the way it is, which is why I always make sure I try to keep in touch with my friends and make sure I tell them I love them. And uh, make sure that you try to keep yourself in the best shape you can mentally, physically. I will, in this case, say that I applaud, and let's all give her an applaud. Boston actress has been doing very good with her fitness. She's really been pushing through that, uh, you know, like a lot of us potentially have. She's been having some trouble sleeping, but she's really been making an effort to keep up uh, on her workouts and her exercise. That's tough, but... I would hope that as summertime comes around, that becomes even easier in that regard. Maybe you'll be able to get some warm sunshine. Who knows? But uh, that's part of the refreshing aspect of coming into spring, e.g. sproing. And so another piece of that. Uh, King Dinosaur says, feeling this more and more. Experienced a lot of loss in the last year. I know, man. We've we've talked about that a lot. Uh, I mean, you get beat on. Like it, it, it's hard. It really is hard. Um, but hopefully, hopefully that as you go through a day and even if you have a bad day, hopefully this is a little bit of a spring and a fall, uh, sort of combined in one. It's hopefully both a way to refresh and relax yourself at the end of the night and also a way that signals, Hey, after this, Let's go to bed, and tomorrow will be a new day. So that's why we share some laughs and we share some stories. Um, you know, <clears throat> uh, another cheers to that. Now, the other day, we read an article by Wild Bill. I would urge you to listen to that episode if you didn't. And to potentially read the article there, uh, if you don't want to listen. Because, as it turns out, the reading of the episode, of sort of Bill uh, re-listening to his own words in that sense, and thinking about his own thoughts, sort of caused him to rethink and reevaluate some things. And so, what he did is he actually found out that he had some other thoughts on that. And they sort of fit into this spring, refreshing, throw the anchors off, throw the shackles off, you know, let's get moving. Uh, I feel like, again, I, I don't know, maybe maybe last year, I feel like everybody's transmission broke. You couldn't shift into any gear anywhere. Fucking gear shifter, it's just fucking shit in the bed, falling out of the floor. So, hey, maybe now it's, look... We know where things are, at least in a little bit. It's time to get smart and concentrate. So, let's take a look at that. <clears throat> NH Girl Fam, cheers to you too. Uh, if anybody's out there is drinking or relaxing or doing whatever, feel free to sound off with that. Again, uh, rest in peace, Dark Man X. Uh, and it's one of, it's one of my favorite workout tracks. So, um, let's. Check this out. Full and well rested. That sleep when hungry, eat when tired post I put up a couple days ago has got me thinking. 
It's been a long since I've considered uh, writing more the result of thinking than the cause of it. And Cigar Goyle read it on his nightcap that night. And as he read it, I realized that it didn't quite have the gravitas that I thought it would as I was writing it. By which I really only mean that I could have gone much farther than I did. And so, no, no. This isn't going to be an attempt to correct that. It was just something that I found interesting. And the thing that I've been thinking about, which I couldn't, but feel like I should, have considered is that articulating those things which have been kicking around in my head in some nebulous form clearly, if insufficiently, resulted in a net clarity that was far beyond my intention. I've known this was going to happen to some extent, but <coughs> even a bit under 48 hours later, I've been able to clearly recalibrate a lot of things by asking myself that contribute to a best case or worst case day. And some of that may be the manic energy of the upswing I'm prone to. Those, today is the first day of the rest of my life and I'm going to do everything right from now on! Type of moments that generally accompany an empty stomach and a bunch of caffeine. Usually those are good for a couple of days of frantic positivity that ends in a... But it doesn't feel like that. It feels nice and clear. It's weird. I'm really not used to feeling nice and clear about anything. My brain is a thousand screaming demons vying for dominance. In the time I've spent a bit of time listing out my pending projects, I like to do that from scratch now and then, uh, again, rather than just going back to my ever-growing list of projects and ideas, it helps filter them out. And asking myself what the value is in each of them. For instance, I've felt I should, quote-unquote, Get on top of modern JavaScript programming technologies for a while. So, I've got a bucket of free courses on Udemy that I've been following along with to learn React and other frameworks. And the blackboard in my kitchen is or was, finish the course. I set about yesterday going back into it for an hour before realizing, it's crap. That nonsense is all nonsense, yeah. There's a reason to learn to write JavaScript, HTML, CSS, but those goofy tools people have created seem to exist primarily so that a novice programmer can avoid learning how to actually use the tools. So I realized it was a goal that wasn't worth accomplishing. I deleted the entire source tree, uninstalled Node, and erased that line on my blackboard, replacing it for now with FUCK THE COURSE. Felt good to cut away dead weight. I have a couple of other projects that received similar treatment. Then my mind bent to some of the weirder stuff I'm working on. Raspberry Pi, Internet Radio, the Cyberdeck. <sighs> I haven't mentioned that more in passing here, but it's a neat project. I thought, do these pull in the right direction, or are they a waste of creative energy? I came to... There are projects worth pursuing merely for the love of them, even if they never leave the prototype stage to see if I'm actually interested enough to pursue the field further. So those two in particular stayed. But I didn't get rid as much as I thought I was going to with that process, though I've yet to go spelunking into my software projects, which are legion. But the increased clarity of understanding what it was I intended to get out of them, why I was really doing them, made all the more valuable. It's only a couple of days, but this is really the kind of thing I've been looking for, taking an ideal and backing out from that, trying to bring those things to fruition. It's almost like Jordan Peterson was right. 
Who knew? So, some more interesting uh, stuff there to unpack. Um, Ellie has a CBD vape. Bill had some drinks at the Cigar Lounge. He's on water and black cherry seltzer. Uh, Ellie has peach iced tea. King Dinosaurs having some Maker's Mark again tonight. That's absolutely classic. Uh, you remember, I have a lot of respect for Maker's Mark. If because they held to their guns in the face of altering the recipe. Um, Bill skipped half a sentence. Sorry. Actually, I feel like that skip of the first that sentence was kind of perfect. Uh, instead of the trailing end, you come to a conclusion. So, I would urge you, uh, Boston actress says, be back soon. I would urge you, much like we talked about the other day, in terms of kind of setting these goals and thinking about that stuff, maybe you really have some goals that you just go, this shit sucks, and get rid of it. Now, I'm going to tell you, that phenomenon, or rather the inverse of that phenomenon, has a known categorical... It's a thing. And the thing is called... You ready for this? It is called conditional aversion to loss, which intentionally and specifically refers to projects that get started that do not seem to be working out the way that they, that you hoped they would. And instead of realizing that they aren't and just going, look, I'm moving on. There is an aversion to, yeah, but I put so much work into that. Uh, there's got to be a way to finish it. There's got to be a way to fix it. There's got to be a way to make it work. There's got to be a way to save it or salvage it or whatever. No, there doesn't have to be. And as a matter of fact, you can find that you're blowing off all your toes rather than just going, fuck it, and moving on to something else. Fresh. Spraying. And that's massively important. You absolutely need to take the time now and then to reevaluate the things that you're working on or the goals or projects or whatever. Look, circumstances change. The seasons fucking change. Life changes. Everything changes. As a matter of fact, the only thing that does not change is that everything changes. So reevaluate that stuff. Look, it's not loss if you learn from it. And even things that go horribly fucking wrong you learn from. As a matter of fact, most people would probably say that you often learn more from things going horribly and tragically fucking bonkers upside the ass like a pine cone than you do when they just go right and you're, oh, I guess this fucking worked. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Black Cat says, Wild Bill, I think you would find some of the old computers I worked on entertaining. The Cytex Prismax proprietary, ancient, other side techs too. When I first was training, I brought home giant manuals and put them under my pillow. You learn that stuff sucks. <laughs> you should send that to, you should send that to Wild Bill. He'll, he'll probably go frantic and rewrite the internet on it. <laughs> Here, JavaScript kids, try and figure this out. 
We're rewriting this in Malbulge. Enjoy, fuckers. By the way, if you ever want to look up something funny, look up uh, esoteric programming languages. There's a bunch of computer programming languages that exist that are intentionally fucked. Like, there's one that is completely and 100% controlled by basically white space characters. It's an absolute mess. Um, what's funnier is what happens when you go to Cytex.com. Okay. <laughs> so what do you all think about that? What do you think, what do you think about this? What is your, what is your spring? Because we're about to spring into action. I have a party that comes up near the end of the month called Spring into Action that is a celebration of action flicks anywhere from the 60s and 70s all the way up to the present. And part of that also is meant to be the, all right, no more sitting around, fucking around. Winter is now over. And even though spring technically has already started, Eh, sometimes it's still cold, and this and that and the other. So, for me, it's this end of April there that truly signifies the, look, it's time to spring into action. That's like, you should have been preparing and catching your breath, limbering yourself up, because now it's time to go. So, when you decide to go, when it's time to kick this into gear, what shit are you going to leave behind? What shit are you going to take along? What new stuff have you decided to do? Not if it's all going to be correct. But of course it's not going to be. That's part of the brilliance and wisdom of passing through life. <clears throat> Boston actor says, Beck, sorry, we were all sitting here quietly waiting for your return. And everyone was like, when is she going to come back? It's just dead quiet in here now. We're all sitting here waiting for Boston actress. <sighs> It's hard to find. It was an Israeli company. Um, <laughs> it's hysterical. Another company hasn't existed for a while. Bill, you know that there's no way that I can't not... I want to do... Oh, whatever. I hope this doesn't, like... For thousands of years, men have grappled with their sexual help. health. Fighting erection issues, premature ejaculation, and low libidos, men would, men would turn to almost anything to help them get their vitality back. That's why they become the target of hundreds of snake oil salesmen. From the local medicine man to the leading naturopath, everyone seems to have some miracle cure to solve men's sexual issues. That's why we started Cytex. To root out all the bad products and help you choose only the best natural male enhancement supplements out there. Oh, God. Progene. Mojo Blast. Vigorx Plus. Xenerx. Xenerx. Quickness. They, I, there's no, there's nothing on here that tells me my boner enhancement percentage. I want a percentage. I'm so happy I found Xenerx on Cytex.com. I've been looking at local health stores for similar products with no luck. I received my package. Wait a minute. 
I'm so happy I found Xarax and Cytex.com. Have been looking at health, local health stores for similar products with no luck. I received my package day earlier than expected and had a great experience using this site. Yuri C. I ain't reading no more of this. Fuck. <laughs> Wee! Cut it out. <laughs> oh, works every time. Grappled? Ha <laughs> Freezing. Mmm. Love premature ejaculation. That's hot. Oh, <laughs> you're too sleep. How can you be sleepy now? You should, I would have been. <laughs> Mocho Blast. And remember, Steven Seagal has a blues album titled Mojo Priest. If you combine those together, you get Mojo Priest Blast. I can't believe this world. I'm sorry, NH girl, Kristen, your your poor virgin ears. I should have warned you. Actually, you are warned when you go to watch this channel. It says that this may contain explicit content for mature viewers only. Right, right. By the way, what do you think of this Mr. Clean fucking outfit today? You like this? I got these. God, I love these fucking shirts. Oh. Are we not... <laughs> no. Uh, we're just old. <laughs> Come on, no, no laughter or comments at my ridiculous trash Russian accent. <laughs> well, boy, oh boy, wasn't that a fun little diversion? I like how we got from talking about old computer languages, which, you know what, since we're here... Um, I used to, when I worked at a company, I think had this, uh, Cytex Digital Printing Inc. was a U.S. corporation wholly owned by Cytex based in Dayton, Ohio, developed, manufactured, and sold ultra high speed computer driven variable data inkjet printers. It was formerly the Daytent operations division of Kodak from whom Cytex purchased it in 1993 for 70 million. Interesting. Cytex Vision was an Israel-based company that specialized in producing equipment for large and very large format printing on both paper and specialty materials. It was part of Cytex Corporation Limited. The operations of Cytex Vision, together with rights to the name Cytex, were acquired by Hewlett Packard in 2005 and renamed HP Cytex. Are you sure they don't still exist? They might still exist. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I used to work for a little while. <clears throat> the Viagra talk was more stimulating. Look, every now and then, you got to remember, part of this podcast is also meant to relax. Uh, the computers are like 200 grand each. Holy shit. Um... Ali wants us to get back to the Viagra talk. But look, seriously, talking about spring and spring. Everything in this episode, this is one of those things. The, <laughs> the Cigar Runner Lounge occasionally is just like, I have this thing, it's called convergence theory. And it's a little bit of that 
Like, how is it that, you know, you'll leave like a friend's house who lives out in the middle of nowhere, like four o'clock in the morning, and you'll arrive at like the one stop sign in town at the exact same moment some other dude arrives at that stop sign. And then you realize that that person had to leave at a particular time and drive a particular exact speed and so on and so on and so on to arrive there at the exact same moment that you did. How unlikely is that? Or is it very likely? But every now and then, I just think of things converging together, like systems and pistons of energy and things and people moving and ideas. And so this podcast is a lot like that in that sometimes things just work out. For example, the, uh, the two songs written by Kurgan where the end flows into the beginning, that was kind of an accident, but it works beautifully. Today we were talking about sproing and spring, and we went from a post with Wild Bill to some people getting sick and passing on and new things coming up. And then also boners, uh, and sexual health. How, how is that, that that just came up? That's fucking ridiculous. That was before Max. Big, oh God, I could go for a Big Mac. Quit talking about food. Yes, happens to me all the time. Uh, what is that called? Rosa Rosicrucianism? Dude, it's likely. All right, we have uh, some words here from King Dinosaur. Hey man, you made me think. My springs are one, this move. Much needed for a fresh restart. And two, my friend is getting married and wants me to jam with him in the band at the party after. It'll be my first time playing music live in like five years. And maybe I'll meet a nice lady. Right on, dude. Yeah, fucking meet a nice lady at a wedding? Sure, why not? It happens in the movies. Besides, man, you're in the band. You have a fucking sweet leather jacket and fucking... Dude... Hope for the best and play the music and just, just enjoy it, man. Just enjoy, enjoy all of it. Uh, I think I had talked about this before in the past, but if you're familiar with this artist, Warren Zevon, and Warren Zevon, uh, got very sick. He was brilliant musician, uh, poet, and, uh, had some very humor, humor, like black humor, just very sarcastic, sardonic lyrics and themes to a lot of his songs. Fantastic artist. And he was a friend, a big friend of David Letterman. David Letterman used to have him on a show to play music. And at some point when he was kind of getting sick near the end of things, uh, David Letterman said, you know, you, you always have these prophetic witty, you know, sort of slice of life lyrics and viewpoints. Is there anything that, you know, getting sort of this news and going through, uh, I believe it was pancreatic cancer, uh, you know, has this imparted any other wisdom on you? And Warren Zevon sort of thought for a moment and he said, yeah, enjoy every sandwich. And I happen to like that a lot. If you ever find yourself just cramming down your food, keep that in mind. Man, enjoy every sandwich. Enjoy every spring. Enjoy every fall. Like, try to find a way to refresh and revitalize yourself, even if it's just little day-to-day -day goals. <clears throat> you can't afford to buy every sandwich, though. 
You sure? <laughs> King Dinosaur plays guitar mainly, drums sometimes, singer by default, usually. You should hook up with Kurgan. You and Kurgan should uh, write a song, dude. Uh, yes on the sandwich quote. Oh, and Ellie can sing too. You guys can both sing. This will be. This is going to be awesome. This is going to turn into the Cigar Girl Lounge Music Hour. Wouldn't that be sweet? Um, so, you know, podcast folks, let's take a little bit of a break here. It's about a half, half hour mark. So we'll take a break and be right back. No, I don't think she, uh, (laughs) so we were briefly talking about distilled dildo juice. No, she likes it cold-pressed, not distilled. And then uh, we're talking about Harpo's. Harpo's stunk like piss. That's because uh, there's a longer version of the story. So you may hear this story twice if you are frequent to this show. But Harpo's Concert Theater. I saw a whole lot of metal shows and everything there. And... uh, the one time went to see this metal show, and two friends of mine were going to go. Now, I maybe should have been clearer to them on what sort of place that this is, but I would have thought that given that the band we were seeing, which I believe was Typo Negative at the time, Peter Steele, Missy Dude, um, but we were going to see Typo Negative, and I think they had had like their anniversary dinner or something that day. So they show up to Harpo's, and... The, the couple that show up, so it was like three, it was like three, three or four of our other buddies and then a couple, uh, friend, this other f- uh, married couple and she shows up wearing like a dress and open toed shoes. Harpo's is the sort of place that when you walk around the floor squishes an unknown sticky substance out from beneath your feet. So she's wearing open-toed shoes. <laughs> and they're dressed in, like, finery. And this place is just the... Fi- like, if you could imagine a building where you're like, clearly vampires live in here. There have to be vampires living in the basement or attic of this place. It has to be... There's some Lost Boys from Dust Till Dawn level shit going on. This is totally the type of place this is. If I if I can, I'll have to see if I can scrounge up some pictures. But oh god, I miss them too, Bill. I mi- I absolutely miss them. Back in the day, there was nothing better, dude. And so anyway, at some point, <laughs> class up the joint. No, not possible. They'd be like, they'd be like, they'd be like you. They'd be like, you walk into a place full of skunk juice and old weed smoke, and you, like, take out, like, one of those little car air fresheners. You're like, that's not going to do nothing, dude. You found $100 in a place like that, it won't say what you did. (laughs) All right, hold on. I found $100 on the floor in a place like that. I won't say what we did with it. We might have put it underneath a rock with a dead cat that I found in the parking lot. And I thought that maybe somebody would find the $100 and then they would bury the cat somewhere. 
and come back to life. <laughs> and it was so smelly. <laughs> I'm turning into a tomato. <laughs> but so, <laughs> roll it up and smoke it. So they have all, she has open-toed shoes on at this place. This place is sticky and gross. And both men and women's bathroom had started to have plumbing problems. So at some point, it just becomes like this free-for-all piss wherever you can piss fest, which is why the place smells like piss. But it, she's waiting sort of outside near the women's bathroom. In the men's bathroom... There's shenanigans happening. By shenanigans happening, I mean there is one dude who is unbelievably and horrendously drunk, and he's in one of the stalls. Now, the stall didn't have any door. I think there was maybe one stall that had a door. The rest of them, if you're going to shit, like you're just going to shit and like just eye-to-eye -eye watch people as they watch you poo-poo. But there's a guy who is in one of these stalls, and he's... On his knees, doing, like, the drape over the toilet, just... And he's throwing up and his barf falling out of his mouth into a toilet that's overflowing with shit. And there's peeing shit all over him. And all these guys are walking by and just pointing at him and laughing. <laughs> and I was like, oh... Fuck, fucking you nasty motherfucker. And he's, oh God. There's just shit and barf all over him. And it's running along the floor in a river out into the main part of this place. And it's flowing out by the girl's bathroom. And my friend Corey's out there. She's out there in open-toed shoes. <laughs> I had like leather boots on, so I was like, gross, but, eh. <laughs> She's in open-toed shoes, and these other girls are kind of, like, laughing at her. They're like, why would you wear shoes like that to this godforsaken hellhole? Rivers of pee and barf go flowing by. <laughs> <laughs> Life it's just so good. <laughs> God, I... I, <laughs> I miss it. I miss all of it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God, I remember just laughing my ass off with this poor son of a bitch. I think I probably died. He probably caught some horrendous... He probably mutated into some slithous creature and crawled into the basement and lives down there with the fucking vampires. <laughs> Ellie, I'm going to have nightmares. I'll never forget the smell of that place. It was, as Black Cat would say, so smelly. Yeah, that place was fucking smelly. In in a part of town where there were like fucking drive-bys and shit. Just a <laughs> the hottest of hot mess. So 
yeah, uh, maybe concerts will come back at some point. Who knows? Uh, but I don't know if anything will ever come back that was quite like that sort of experience, which is a little bit of a shame. Um, just make sure you wear boots. God, wear, wear, like, at the very least, leather boots. I'm not saying they have to be waterproof, but maybe. Whew. Whew. I have a couple other, a couple more stories, uh, like that, but we'll share those for another day. I want to get back into the spirit of spring. Whee! Um, <coughs> I need to do some work getting the outside of my house prepared. If you have a house and you have a, a lawn, if you have a lawn, this is for Boston actors. When I lived in Brooklyn, I didn't have a good lawn. So now that I'm here, I'd like to make sure I take care of it very good. That was sort of this gym teacher we had. He was from New York and he was, he, he had like this immaculate lawn because he didn't have a lawn when he lived in New York. And so when he moved here, he had this lawn and I think he won some award for like best lawn. The guy like was obsessed with this fucking, with his fucking grass, not that kind of grass, his lawn grass. Uh, Ellie says, I hope I'm going to miss DT pie knob and Meadowbrook. Can't wait for lawn concerts. I mean, who knows? I, I hope some of that shit comes back. That's like, I mean, that's like rite of passage and everything. I, I don't want to live in a world where that shit goes away. But anyway, you have to uh, prepare your lawns. Make sure you dethatch, you rake, possibly aerate. Um, I need I need a dethat. I need a I need a power rake for my yard. But I'm debating whether I should rent one and do that myself or buy a cheap one. Or if I should pay a company to do it. And the only reason why I would possibly get a company to do it, well, two reasons. The first reason is to support a business that where the people just might need work. Especially given the current COVID scenario and everything else. But B, oh, pardon me, but B... Because that way that frees me up for a weekend day uh, so I can go ride my motorcycle or stare off into space. <clears throat> so you got to do some of that stuff and make sure you clean your gutters. Don't forget to clean your gutters and then get spring rains and have your gutters clog up and make a fucking mess and fuck your gutters all up and wash down the side of your house and all the rest of that shit. Clean your, clean your fucking gutters. Clean all that stuff out. Clean your car out too. You know, like some of you people, I'm like, what is with all this trash in your car? How can you stand to drive around in a car with wrappers and just fucking garbage in there? Clean that shit out. Like dust bunnies and just like little gooey spots. You clean up your shit. God, some of your people, your cars are fucking disgusting. What the fuck? Clean your goddamn car. Did I get my motorcycle out already? No, this should be this Saturday. Uh, I, which is why I really, I really hope it doesn't rain. I'm like, please don't rain. Please don't rain on Saturday. <laughs> Convenience. You clean your car one time a week. You can't stand it dirty. Londy, how are you supposed to fuck in your car with a Coke can sticking up your ass? Yeah, but in the UK, you guys drive like little tiny little cars. I mean, how are you supposed to fuck in a car that's the size of a roller skate? You can't do that anyway. You need, like, a big truck for a big man, yeah. <clears throat> Tiny roads. <laughs> Is that what they call them over there? 
We have little roads. <laughs> but a lot of diesel. So there's like, I can't throw too much shade. Yeah, it needs to be ready for spontaneous lovemaking. That's why I go to Cytex.com. And listen to the... Uh, <laughs> Listen to testimonial by Yuri. Yuri, very much like a product. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't believe that actually happened. That, that just. This old printing computer language turned into a website for basically boner pills. Uh. Anyone who says that life isn't magic and that there's not a grand scheme designed to things, and like, you're just not paying attention. There's no way that that happens on accident. Not gonna lie, your roads and streets are tiny compared to yours. No, I know. I've been there. I don't think you could fit my truck down a lot of the roads that are there. Like, driving through some of the areas like in, like, fucking Norwich, or you're outside of London, there's no way. It would scrape both sides of the building... It would take up the whole entire street, let alone half the side of the street. And some of the turns, I don't think I'd be able to make the turns. I'd probably crack the bed of the fucking truck off. <clears throat> the same token, it would be hilarious to just crank that fucker and just go tearing around in there. It'd be great. <laughs> no doubt, used to work on the Adam and Eve catalog. Ooh, wait a minute. We got a juicy thing here from King Dinosaur. My friend told me she had some Mexican Viagra. Go on. Well, we're all waiting. This sounds juicy. Black Cat's Poppy. I spent I spent many days putting dots over things. Aw, you're like a wish list. <laughs> Everyone needs to get horny, peace, and love. You know. Justin K. Is that like Mex is that like Mexican jumping bean are Mex Mexican jumping beans are just like little bugs inside of like mud crust or something, aren't they? Or like inside like dried bean shells? Like it's kinda gross. It's like fucking bugs. And I get I think you like if they break and they get out, you can end up with like bugs all over your house. King Dinosaur says, I was just wondering what the difference is between Mexican Viagra and Viagra from anywhere else. Uh, hmm. Ellie says, I just love to hear you reading comments. See, that's why I love when the chat is popping, because that way then I get to read a lot of these funny comments, especially every now and then. Boss Nexus, I'm literally going toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone on Twitter right now. What the fuck is wrong with people? Boss Nexus, just mute him or block him and move on with your life. Why? Why would you, like... <laughs> I love you, darling, but sometimes you just need to not... You need to give a little bit of a less of a fuck and just be like, yeah, okay, block, see ya. Dipped in hot sauce? 
Boner pills and hot sauce. Mexican jumping beans are a scam. Next to tell me sea monkeys aren't really little squid people. No, they are. They are. You said RIP to DMX and some guy says, guess he doesn't know what confine are. He's on life support. It's mean. I mean, I thought he was dead. Is he not dead? Did he not die? Or is he just like his brain is dead? All right, we gotta we gotta look at this. All right, hold on. Guess he didn't know what condoms are. What does condoms have to do with DMX dying? Like, I also feel like some people are just trying to be so like super edgy, and I'm like, you're not you're not edgy. You're just dumb. Eight minutes ago, DMX's manager confirms rapper still on life support in Instagram video. Uh, well. RIP DMX trended fast on Twitter as thousand people assumed he was dead. However, the unverified report... Okay, well, maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's not actually dead then. But let's be honest. He's... I think he's gonna die. Um. He's alive. <clears throat> Because he has 11 kids and he didn't pay child support. Okay, so fucking Wesley Snipes didn't pay fucking taxes. Whatever. Like, it's just... This is dumb. I feel like people on Twitter think that they're making, like, hilarious, edgy, like... I'm the wise guy with the smirk in the bar. And you're like, no, dude, you're just a fucking moron. You're just like, that's not funny. You're an idiot. F shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude, cradle to the grave and fucking, uh, uh, what was, uh, so a lot of people thought that, a lot of people thought that, uh, uh was it Exit Wounds with DMX and Steven Seagal? A lot of people thought that was going to be Steven Seagal's second renaissance, but as it turned out, he was kind of a huge asshole and fucking DMX was like, fuck this guy, he's a piece of shit. And, uh. That pretty much was like not, and now they all think he's just a Russian guy. Should have had the Tom Petty two false report of death, and then he wasn't. Then he was. God, I hate. It's a mess. Lord, I can't with people. I don't waste my time anymore. Yes, some actress recently too. In fairness, <clears throat> the smart, the smart guy with the smirk in the bar is also a fucking asshole. This is true. Just like, I don't know, I, I listen to these guys where I'm like, it's like the people who have the shirts who are like, my, my, my default level of whatever is sarcasm. Like, sarcasm is like hot sauce, yeah, I like it now and then too, but if that's all you got, then like, okay, you're not necessarily just being sarcastic, you're just being a fucking asshole. And I actually yelled at somebody in the middle of the street once about that and made them shut the fuck up for the rest of the night because they thought they were being so sarcastic and, and, ha <laughs> ha, and witty. And I finally, I just fucking had it. Like, shut up. Another asshole said, well, he stopped, dropped, and apparently flopped. And I wrote back, no, bro, no. What the fuck is wrong with people? You you have you have a huge account with a huge amount of followers. 
you should know by now that there's a vast majority of shitty fucking dickhead people out there. That's the thing. Like, look, we have nine people here in this particular chat room. We have not a whole lot of people that are here. And honestly, the people like that that are pieces of shit, they're just going to get blocked. Or I hope Londi would instantly block them. Londi, you have carte blanche. You ever think anybody's being an ass, just fucking ban them. I don't even care. Um, But I'm not going to tolerate that shit. But by and large, people just think they're being, they they, they think they're being cool. The fucking edgelord shit is just out of control. By the way, Cigar Girl, you look good in a white V-neck tee. I need a good night gun show. That's all I care about at the moment. Lol. All right, tell you what. We're getting near the end of this. We stay here near the end. Cat Minecrafter says, hey, uh, Boston Actor says, I know, but that's just mean. At the end, when we get to the end of this, I tell you what, I'll do a small gun show. We'll do a small gun show. And then that way then people who don't want to see it can sign off and leave. Because I know that's not everybody's thing. Uh, 10.7k, most are nice people. But yes, too many mean people, it's a shame. I know, but out of 10,000 people, you got to figure, what's the ratio of people who are nice to people who are just complete turds? You're going to have a whole lot of people who are just complete fucking schlubs. Like, it's just going to fucking happen, right? Like, <clears throat> But, I, you know, like... Well, then clearly you came in. Oh, he came in at the right time. Hey, we got like six minutes. And then that'll be the end of that. But, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. DMX is more than likely dead. He's on life support. I've had several friends and family members that have been at that state. You typically don't recover. As a matter of fact, one of the harder, one of the harder decisions I have had to make was making the decision that for a loved one, if their vitals took any sort of uh, uh, a, a remission, that they were not to be resuscitated, that we wanted them to be let go. And that's, and that's tough. Um, and it was very tough on a lot of people. Uh, it's never easy. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's really hard. It's brutally difficult. And, and so I don't, the internet and politics and the media and everything else now have decided that it's a great, it's a great thing that if you don't like someone, it's hilarious and fun and funny to joke about their misfortune. And I don't think that's very cool. Look, even, even some people that you might not like their views or music or politics or whatever, don't celebrate somebody's death. I mean, unless that person has literally done some truly monstrous shit that th- you need to take a look in the mirror, man. Like there's some Dorian Gray level shit happening in your soul. You need to fucking, you need to fucking, uh, he's giving us a gun show to change your mood. They must be waiting for proper goodbyes. Oh shit. It's terrible. You need a happy ending tonight. Just saying, I'm in. All right. You will, you will. Just a couple more minutes. I gotta finish this first. Look at this. I got all this whiskey left. A, a soul cleanse. <clears throat> um, but seriously, for this spring and for this summer, you know, I don't know. Maybe spend some time outside. Maybe plan some small goals. Maybe look at some things that you had as goals 
that are just not tenable now in the current climate. Whether that's where you live, politics, COVID, financial situation, I don't know what. Pivot. Pivot. Find another thing that makes you happy and do that. And there's nothing wrong with just letting stuff go. Sometimes stuff's just dumb. You're like, you know what, this just doesn't fucking work, and I'm out. I mean, to be honest, <clears throat> to be honest, I have this I have this motorcycle. And when I first bought that motorcycle, the first one they got, I was terrified of it. I was terrified that I wasn't going to like it, that I was never going to get confident in to operating it, and that it was just going to be constant anxiety and nerves and whatever. And then I just realized, you know what, so what if it is? So if it's not for me, it's not for me. There was a guy who washed out in the class who couldn't do it. So you know what, if you decide it's not for you, you sell the thing, and what's the worst that happened? You lost a little bit of money, you gave it your best shot, and you decided it wasn't for you, and you move on, and you find a new fun thing to play with. That's what you gotta do. Overlord comments, I've been thankful enough to find some time outside, and the weather has been fantastic so far. I gotta be honest, Michigan, for the weather being up and down all over the place, it's been pretty good. I'm just hoping we don't have a brutally hot summer like we did last time. And we're supposed to get some nice spring rain coming over the next few days. I would just love it if it didn't rain Saturday because I'll have my motorcycle then. But you know what? <clears throat> That's the flip side to that story. The flip side to that story was I rode it around for a little while, even though it was cold, and found myself going, man, I actually think I really like this. The only problem is for some of the stuff that I want to do, this isn't quite the right bike. And so, geez. Uh, I went from pseudo entry level bike to very high up the chain and I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to get that thing back. I can't wait to go out there and ride around on it. Londi has a truly prophetic statement here. Just have fun. Keep your mind off things. Treat yourself. Do whatever makes you happy. And I will say... The addendum to that, the PS is, and don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel guilty about it. Right? So, let's finish the last piece of this drink. I have a little bit left, but that's because podcast folks, that's going to be it for you. We will see you again on Sunday at 11 p.m. Eastern. There is the possibility that you will see special episodes pop up on the podcast. That is if the friend of mine from out of town uh, wishes to have a little bit of, uh, of a chat. So we'll see. Otherwise, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit. And take care of yourselves out there. Try and get some rest and have some fun this weekend. Love you all. Have a great night.